Last year we were hunting and Gozer picked up a bone. I don't know what, is that a deer bone or something yeah. she had? And, and my red tail that I have right now came down and slammed her in the head and hooked her talon right into Gozer's eye. And I thought she had put Gozer's eye out. And I was really distraught. And it turned out it was just right next to her eyeball somehow. Hey, how's it going, everyone? Welcome back for another episode of the Falconry Toll podcast. And I'm going to go ahead and start off by making a quick announcement. If you all haven't heard it yet, it looks like I will be heading over to the UK to attend the Valley Expo and the Game Fair, courtesy of Neil Davies and Simon Tires, who were nice enough to sponsor my trip out there. And so it looks like our next international series will be coming to you all from the UK. Very, very excited about this and very thankful to Neil and Simon for doing this. It's a very nice gesture. That being said, if you haven't checked it out yet, as you've heard advertised here previously, I highly recommend you head to pursuitfalconry.co.uk and subscribe to that magazine. Neil does a great job putting out great new falconry content every couple of months, ranging from advertisements of new uh, falconry equipment, artwork, and articles from lots of great falconers from around the world. So it's definitely worth checking out if you haven't already. I highly recommend you pick it up. And as you also may have previously heard mentioned, whenever you listen to the episode that I recorded with Simon Tires, his book, The Specialist Falcon, is also available on the SpecialistFalcon.com website. Autograph copies are available from there as well. So if you haven't heard much about the book yet or haven't gotten a chance to pick up your copy, head to the SpecialistFalcon.com and pick up this really well-written book by Simon Tyre's personal approach to lowland game hawking. It's very well done and it's a very informative book. And if you want to learn more about Simon himself, by all means, go back and check out our episode if you haven't listened to it yet. There's a lot of great content in it, and Simon goes pretty in-depth with a lot of his history and a lot of different aspects of uh, falconry in the UK, so it's definitely worth a listen if you haven't yet. All right, and that brings us to this episode, which was recorded at the very last day of my falconry season. I decided to go down and join Jeff Fincher and David Hudson for some squirrel hunting to end my season, and this was recorded kind of a uh, middle of March, if I remember correctly. So this was recorded after I had done the Mexico series. And so I wanted to get a little bit of history recorded about David since he was Jeff's apprentice and Jeff wanted the same thing done as well. So we decided to do some hawking and uh, then get together and do this podcast episode. It's always fun hanging out with these two. We always have a lot of fun and I hope that you all have fun listening to it as well. So without further ado, I give you all David Hudson and Jeff Fincher. Here we go. For everybody listening, made it down here to end my season officially down here in Tennessee with uh, David Hudson and Jeff Fincher and figured I might as well just go ahead and bring the audio equipment and make the most of it. Kill as many birds with one stone, pun intended. Or I guess in this case, squirrels with one, with one stone, one bird, whatever. However you want to consider it, I guess. But anyway, yeah, we're just uh, we're hanging out post-dinner. And yeah, so I guess we should go ahead and just start by talking about you know today's hunt. 
and some special milestones that you all got after today's hunt and uh, just go from there. So first of all, I have to mention, I think the official step count for me today, which is probably close to all of us, I guess, 21,000, no, 22,548 steps. And that's nuts that this is kind of like a typical day for you all. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's uh, it's a pretty standard day, what you saw today. Uh, it's what we do just about every day of the season. Um, and, you know, I probably wouldn't do as much if I didn't have David here and I was trying to show off and, uh, <laughs> and prove that I'm, uh, you know, that I can still hang. So, yeah. But, um, yeah, it's pretty normal, man. We, well, we were on squirrels all day, too. All day. Man, tons of squirrels. Yeah. 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 And we got a... Uh, so me and David are flying two red tail hawks this year, and we got number two hundred kill number two hundred with one of them today. So that was what we were shooting for, and uh, bringing the other one up to one fifty soon, I hope, and then we're gonna call it a season. But uh, yeah, I was glad you could be here for number two hundred, man. Well, technically it was uh, two hundred two. Yeah, well, yeah, we ended up getting two hundred two. Yeah, yeah, we started <laughs> off the morning. We we're like, let's get two hundred. Well, I guess if you really wanted to not be as hardcore about it like which i know is impossible for you guys <laughs> you could just give your extra two to david and that would make your even uh right right yeah that would make your even 350 or, or whatever yeah yeah but it's closer i mean you know it's a team effort it's, it's a team count team there's, score yeah team there's a team score and you know and there are you know there's a few dirty kills in there man there's a few that the dogs like Pretty, you know, it was well, it was a team effort. That's the thing, man. The dog's part of the team, so the you might as well go ahead and and and, yeah. and just count that because, I mean, you, you got to give the dog some credit. Why else have it, right? That's right. Yeah. That's right. And it's just as fun to watch the dogs. And uh, you know, there may be a few that we you know we pulled out by hand yeah. somewhere. Green, Greenbrier's <laughs> part of the team. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Greenbrier's part of the team. Uh, yeah. So, but I, you know, you hunt all season. You're gonna have a few like that, especially with two dogs out on the ground. But I'd say probably, what, 10, 12 kind of dirty kills. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but most yeah. of them are, yeah, most of them are good, good, clean, good, clean uh, hunts with the hawk, so. Nice. Yeah. Well, and you said that you've never taken 200 head of game in a season, and you've never, David, you've never taken 150. 150, Yeah, right. with, 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 I mean, that's uh, that's some numbers, some numbers, boys. That's, yeah. Uh, that's, that's, I can understand you know, getting out as much as you do all day, every day. You know, I mean, I've experienced it a couple of different times now. Once, whenever I came down for your kind of like squirrel mini meet that you had a mm -hmm. couple of years ago. And now today, yeah, I mean, we literally walked almost all day with maybe a couple hour, just a couple hour break in there for lunch or whatever. Right. And, yeah, I mean, we were out at about what, nine o'clock, a little after nine o'clock, and hung it up at dark, which is right before seven. Yeah. With just a couple hour break in. If that's a typical day, every day, pretty much during the season for y'all, I, I <laughs> that's uh, that's just a lot of hawking. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, today was a, a, a little bit longer of a day, uh, you know, but we usually get in what four, at least a good solid four hours. Yeah. Usually probably. in the afternoon, all afternoon. Yeah. That's what we do. Yeah. It'd be usually a good solid four hour day. Uh, give or take an hour here or there, you know, it's depending. But yeah, it was a good season, man. I've never taken a, a, a single red tail to, to 200, you know, basically squirrels. I mean, I think about like six rabbits. We call it one today, mm -hmm. you know, which is kind of a, a, you know, a special event around here. Yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, I think I've got like six this season. 
but I've never taken a red tail to 200 squirrels. Uh, usually, you know, you, you run into some kind of injury or something like that. You know, you have something you got to put them away for a couple of weeks and nurse something back to health. And man, we just had a really good year just avoiding injuries and uh, tons of squirrels this year. Just more than I've ever seen. So yeah, it was, it was a good run. It was a good year to, to do it. We're going to push for that many. Well, so. you mentioned something about just the squirrel numbers being just so high this year for whatever reason. I mean, what do you think? I mean, do you think it was kind of like the whole, the food supply being higher for them? Or, I mean, what's kind of your theory on that? Yeah, I mean, it's the only thing I can see. I mean, it was a crazy mass crop this year. Mm-hmm. Um, not, so, I mean, I think that's definitely the, the primary driving force yeah. on that. Yeah, so. we were noticing that even before the season started. Yeah. Know, just how many acorns there were on the ground everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess that goes for almost any type of prey base. More food abundance and the more habitat and more food abundance, the the more numbers I guess you're going to have. Yeah, yeah, yeah it makes sense. And, um, and, the, and the fact that squirrels don't have the <laughs> hemorrhagic viruses and, and, and stuff like that, that that seem to be quite as prevalent in, <laughs> for, for them that kind of pull their numbers down here and there too. I know, yeah. I feel kind of bad like looking at uh, <laughs> everybody else's seasons are terrible. It's like, oh, you know, this rabbit numbers are down. And I'm mm-hmm. just like, oh, look at these five squirrels, eight squirrels we killed today. Yeah. You know? <laughs> well, I mean, that's that's the uh, that's kind of the other risk-reward thing that you, that you have when you hunt something that not quite as many people. I mean, I know there's still a fair number of squirrel hawkers mm-hmm. in the country. But yeah, I mean, even when I was down in Mexico recently, I mean, they were saying all the same thing down there too. I mean, their their rabbit numbers and stuff were way down down there. Also, they're like, yeah, I mean, we were all the walking we did down there. They're like, yeah, I mean, normally you'd see twenty to thirty jackrabbits in the area that we've walked or whatever, and we saw like four or five. You know, so it's the same right. kind of deal. But well, I mean, that's pretty killer though. I mean, that's not um, <laughs> that's not a meager accomplishment. And that's, I mean, that takes a lot, a lot of dedication and quite frankly, a lot of uh, time resource that not a lot of people are fortunate to have. So kudos to you all for pulling that off. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's pretty, pretty killer. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that's really what it is. It's just having the time to do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We're, we're well aware. We have more time to hunt than most people do. Yeah. Well, and you guys, I mean, we've already kind of discussed what you do in previous podcasts, Jeff, but what do you do, David, that kind of allows you to have such freedom with your hawking? Like what do you do during the week? I'm, I'm kind of like Jeff. I've got a lot of, a lot of part-time things going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have some rental properties. Um, I'm a high school cross country coach. So I do that in the summer and the fall. And then it gives me all winter to hunt basically. Cool. Uh, I'm a beekeeper. So I sell honey, which none of that's going on in the winter, obviously. Hmm. Cool. Yeah, no, that's um, <laughs> uh, more falconry, more, or I should say more falconer odd job stuff. Yeah, man. Yeah. No, it's, Diversified. <laughs> yeah. It's just, yeah. Yeah. No, and like I said, you're still doing the abatement stuff and all that kind of mm. oh, yeah. you know, side stuff too, Jeff. Right. Yeah, I, I work yep. for the abatement company too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, there's that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I'm always envious of, of guys like you that you know, just kind of do your own thing, manage to make it work. And you have all this other time to dedicate to 
you know, the stuff. You know AKA I mean? neglect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. April is really hard on us every year. Yeah. <laughs> April is terrible. David's yeah. children don't recognize them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, what's, uh, what's life without a little bit, at least a little bit of marital strife and, and, <laughs> right. uh, and just, you know, I mean, who's, who enjoys having their families like them all the time? That does. I mean, that there's no fun in that, right? Right. You gotta be, right. gotta be hated a little bit, I guess. You know? <laughs> no, that's, that's great though, guys. Like I said, congratulations. And, um, I think you guys are nuts for continuing. I mean, I, I would, uh, I would go ahead and just, you know, call it good, but I guess that's what separates the, the people that, uh, I don't know, like some people are, are content with a handful of kills a season. Some people just can't stop. Can't stop, won't stop. Yeah, well, David's <laughs> but, also got a one-year-old dog. Mm. And if he stops, that dog is probably going to destroy his yeah. house. Yeah. So. <laughs> he needs to run four hours every day. Yeah, that's And nuts. that's still barely enough. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you got a, yours is a Decker too, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've I've got friends, other friends with Deckers and yachts and, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd no, thank you. Yeah. No, I mean, I've got I've got Vigilas and, and now a, a Dachshund too, and and I'm kind of gonna end up running into the same issue too. Yeah, it changes but, the way you hunt. I mean, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and we no. were talking about just that. We we're talking about just that very thing at dinner a little while ago, and I don't know if you would agree or not, David, but like that that's the thing is I know me personally, it's it's always challenging finding time to you know get your dogs going and keep them going and Part of that, you know, is kind of a, a little bit of a self-pressure kind of thing because you don't want to feel like you're, you're wasting a, a dog's potential and, you know, you don't want to feel like you're kind of neglecting just that extra little element, you know, that you can have with, uh, you know, pairing a dog with a hawk. But like we were talking, you got to find a hawk that's going to tolerate the dog too. Right. And, you know, I mean, that's that's always kind of a, of a trick, but... I mean, the, the prior birds have you have, that you've had, I mean, is this your first, you said your dog's one though, right? right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, this is your first year that you've really had to worry about finding a, or trapping or getting a hawk going that, that's compatible with a dog? Not or, really, because I've always hunted with Jeff's dog. With, yeah, with Gozer. Yeah. 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 And so that, I mean, our, our rule has always been if, if a bird is not tolerable of the dog, it's out of here. Yeah. You know? I mean, it, that's how important it is to us to have a dog out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it makes sense. I mean, I just after seeing how a few good teams work, yeah, I can I totally get it. But as we all know, it's a lot easier said than done sometimes. Yeah. I mean, because we, we've never had much trouble with the wild red tails, though. No, we really haven't. Like almost every one of them has pretty much worked out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. If we just you know, it's just because we're just doing it every day and forcing it on them, or but you know, also yeah. like David would, you know, when he traps a bird and is training it. It usually, we usually pass it around while we're training it. So he'll send it over to my house. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, David lives like two miles from me. So it's easy. So that the bird is seeing my dog a lot while we're training it. And it does, you know, so that way David doesn't just show up in the woods of a bird that's never seen a dog. Right. So we do, we do a little bit of work like yeah. that to, to kind of, you know, try to acclimate them to the dog. Yeah. And I, I have an old mountain cur also, and so even before I had the decker, I would I would have the birds around that dog from day one. Yeah, I mean that's 
I've heard from multiple people that's that's the way they do it also. You just yeah. expose them, expose them, expose them, get them used to it, and either they, they tolerate it or not. The bummer, though, I feel bad for some people, though, and I can kind of relate because this, this happened to me once also, where you get a bird and it acts like it's going to tolerate it and acts like it's going to work well, and then all of a sudden one day just decides to go after your that go mm-hmm. after the dog or, or whatever, and then you spend all this time you know, what, like a good, almost better part of a month that you've spent trying to get a bird going that then you have to turn around and let go and start over. Yeah. And you've already mm-hmm. burned a month of the season trying to get something going that you thought was going to work. But now you find out, you know, isn't going to now. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I guess we've been lucky. I mean, yeah, it just hasn't happened with yeah. us. And I mean, we've had, I mean, I've had birds hit my dog, mm-hmm. um, you know, early on, uh, not finding any slips or something, you know, getting close to dark and yeah, uh, they get impatient then. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. A fairly new bird or something, uh, you know, hit the dog and bind to it and not, you know, just completely intentional. Like it wants to kill it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, man, I'm like, I mean, honestly, like I pull those birds off the dogs and mm-hmm. like, and it definitely gets no food, any, yeah, no reward any, of any kind. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Like it mm-hmm. gets tossed across the leaves mm-hmm. on the forest floor. And then like we walk away. Yeah. And usually like, that's it. Mm-hmm. Like they, they don't do it again. Yeah. So yeah. Luckily, even for as, you know, kind of single minded as, as they are and as smart as they are with that kind of stuff, they, they, they can learn pretty quick what's not going to fly and what's not, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. be, uh, they understand that, you know, this isn't, food and i'm not going to get rewarded for it right but yeah well i mean i guess uh i i'm out of curiosity since i'm haven't really been around you a whole lot david like when how did you meet him <laughs> him how yeah, did you meet, how did you meet jeff and how did you get you know the sponsored and, and all that kind of stuff i think it was seven years ago he was in the local paper you know back when they're newspapers um <laughs> looking for uh <laughs> looking for land for the meat that he was hosting the squirrel meet here. Mm-hmm. And so there was an article about him and I'd always been interested in falconry, but didn't really know, you know, didn't know anybody. And that was, you know, I didn't know to look on Facebook for a group or anything. And my kids were young. And so I was just distracted by other things anyway. And so I found him on Facebook and messaged him and, you know, he just lives a few minutes away from me and, and, um, asked if I could hunt with him. And he said, sure. And so we started hunting together that winter and, you know, he agreed to take me on as an apprentice, and the rest is history. I mean, we hunt every day together for years now. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. He's better than I am. So no. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I've learned I've learned so much from him. You know, I mean, it's been really good to have him as a sponsor, and then to be right here. Yeah, I mean, he's known all over the country for this, and I get to hunt with him every day. Yeah don't don't um yeah not all not all good don't don't inflate don't inflate <laughs> the ego too much over there man i'm known all right yeah, he's yeah. Known. i said he was known all over right. the country yeah. he didn't say what i was known yeah. for but yeah well yeah, no, yeah david showed up and just kept showing up man that's what it takes yeah that's yeah. awesome you know yeah, yeah. no it is you know? what it takes you know you're so, not uh, it doesn't work like the other way around. You know, you right. don't call somebody that wants to be, they got to keep calling you Yeah, you know, yeah. show the yeah. dedication. Yeah. And, we, we laugh about that all the time. People want to come with us and we say, just come on, we go every day, you know, and then never they want us to schedule yeah. it with them or mm-hmm. yeah, you never hear yeah. from yeah. them. Yeah. And, it's like, you, you tell them once, this isn't how it works. This is how it works. Yeah. Right. And they either follow through or they don't. And yeah. 
Yeah, and if it if they don't, then that usually is the end of it. Yeah, a lot of times. But yeah. well, did you know anything about falconry, or did you did you discover it at all, or just stump or did you just stumble into it that way by seeing his mug in no, the newspaper? No, I mean and- I knew a little bit about it, but um, yeah, that was just the the thing that really got me going. Mm-hmm. Knowing knowing that someone was here close by, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got lucky. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I know. I'm. Yeah, yeah. I was fortunate enough to have a a sponsor that that lived about. 10 minutes away from me also and i feel for a lot of people well well like like jeff for example that had to Mm -hmm. do the paper deal or start off that way and and not have that really close by guidance that's it's just i i don't that'd make things way too difficult yeah i mean in in my mind but you know i mean that's that's a that's a fast track to failure in a lot of ways and you know kudos to all the people out there that have had to make it work the other way you know, yeah. or that way. Cause yeah. I mean, I, I'm hats off to you because that, that would be tough. Yeah. I, I think I was just lucky too. Cause I already just grew up hunting and I was in, in the woods every day doing something anyway. It came mm-hmm. pretty natural and I didn't have anybody telling me I was doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, but, uh, it's one thing I like about, we went down to Alabama meet this year and it's funny for me to go back there. Cause that's where I'm from. And, uh, you know, and the meat is held in the, I actually went to high school in that town for a few years. Um, and you know, it's just when I did it, there was nobody, there were no falconers anywhere. And now there's a meat being held like right where I grew up, you know, and Alabama's got a ton of falconers. So it's kind of, it's kind of weird when I go down there to that meat, mm-hmm. but, uh, but it's fun to, to go back and, and see that in that area now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, just the, the numbers in general of, of how the, I mean, just the last few years, especially just kind of how it's, I won't say blown up, but just increased in popularity as much as it has. It's definitely, it's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Talked about that before with, with a few different people, but, but yeah. So did you always, uh, I mean, like whenever you got into this, David, like, did you pretty much know from the get go that the whole, you know, if you're primarily going out with him and, you know, we're sponsored by, you know, Jeff or, you're pretty much going out with, with him consistently and you got kind of indoctrinated the whole squirrel hawking deal from the get go. Is that what you knew you pretty much wanted to do? Did you have a kind of any inkling or desire to do anything different or were you pretty much just red tails and Harris Hawks with squirrels from the get go or. Well, red tails, you know, he's not going to recommend a Harris hog for squirrels. <laughs> yeah, I won't ever yeah. recommend one. I yeah. may tolerate one, but I'm not yeah. going to recommend it. Um, <laughs> see, I think I was brainwashed from the beginning, you know, yeah. red tails on squirrels. Yeah. And, and I agree. I mean, I've, I haven't done a lot of different kinds of falconry, but I, I still like squirrel hawking the best. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, you're pretty much just going to stick with that. You think forever? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, uh, we hunt with, I train Kest- them right, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we hunt starlings with kestrels sometimes and that's fun, but yeah, squirrel hawking with red tails, still my favorite. Yeah. I and mean, we'd be silly not to, I mean, it's what we've got. And we've yeah, got so we much got, of it. Mm-hmm. We've you know. got over a thousand acres to hunt around here and you know, squirrels everywhere. We got the dogs yeah. for it. So yeah, there's no reason to change now. Well, and by the sound of it, it sounds like you guys aren't really, for the most part, going to have to worry about losing any of those spots either. Like at least not to development or things like that that you have to worry about with uh, with rabbits, for example. And 
you know, I can't even tell you how many rabbit spots we've lost over the last handful of years. So well, we, we actually lost a lot this past year. Really? To logging and development. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. This is. I stand corrected then. Well, it's just a, <laughs> such a hot real estate market and we're close enough to Nashville that people are getting crazy prices for their land. And so I don't blame them for selling it sometimes, you know? Yeah. And so we lost quite a few places this mm -hmm. past year, but we picked up some good ones too. Yeah. Yeah. David did a really good job. Uh, contacting a bunch of landowners this year i mean uh actually feel like actually i think it's okay because like we've been hunting most of the properties that i found for a long time and then this year david hand wrote letters to like a bunch of property owners and i did not think it was going to work that well honestly because like who's going to read a letter and then like call you you know it's so easy for him just to like throw it in the trash you know mm. uh but yeah he just sent out like 10 at a time. I mean, you probably got at least I half, at least half the people were getting back with you. Yeah. I just did 10 at first. I was going to do them in waves of 10, but we got permission from four of those out of that first 10 and it totaled 400 acres or something. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's like four or 500 acres you got. From yeah. That. So I never even sent out Jeez. anymore. Yeah. Cause when, I mean, we, um, yeah, we can, we can, we can't even hunt all we have right now. Anyway. Right. Yeah. So you were literally just writing actual, snail mail letters yep were you actually like mailing and mailing them or were you just going by and putting them in people's mailboxes? No, i mailed them uh hand addressed them so it didn't look like you know Junk. a computer printed yeah. it yeah yeah and i had my white bluff return address on there so they they knew it was someone local and mm -hmm. uh i got the onyx app mm -hmm. and Seriously? best best 30 dollars i ever spent because we got you know we can yeah. find all kinds of properties and and it's got their name and address on there hmm. and uh, so i just looked a lot of them I looked for close to other properties we had. And so I would mention that person's name in the letter, you know, like we have permission on so-and-so's property just down the road from your next to you. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, it's yeah. a good little trick that yeah. validates you. Yep. Yeah. 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 Cause I mean, if there's any doubt or whatever, they just go, go yeah, down they the street call, and just, exactly. they probably like, know yeah. that person anyway. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so, uh, I think that helped and that was, yeah, that was it. I mean, I got, we got permission on four, Four and then one lady said to call her back next year. That's right. She that had one? at least out for yep, deer she's got it. or something. Yep. Yeah. And so we might hmm. get that one next year. Yeah. So it could be half. half and that was uh I mean that's a heck of a return, fifty percent on like way, land access. Way better than I thought it would be. Way better than I thought yeah. it would be. Um Yeah, I, I I don't think very many people are yeah, I mean it's <laughs> especially with a lot of urban hawking. You know, there's um there's a lot of these industrial areas and things like that where, you know, you just walk into a business and you can ask, you know, hey, do you mind if I hunt this lot behind your warehouse or whatever the case is? But that's something that I don't think quite as many people nowadays are probably going to be. I would have. I mean, I you, you look and, you know, you go up and knock on somebody's door and ask sometimes. Right. But with the way things are nowadays, you're, sometimes you're almost kind of a afraid to do that so i mean the whole snail mail thing was a pretty good idea that's kind of yeah i thought it you know it gave them an opportunity to just to not without feeling uncomfortable like if we went up to the house yeah yeah well that's them a little time yeah. to think about it and i just told them in the letter we don't use any guns mm -hmm. we'd be happy to wait till after deer season's over it's uh, a good idea they're welcome mm -hmm. to go with us anytime they want mm -hmm. and we do have one guy that that pretty much every time we're there, he comes out in his yard and watches. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, and we always show the birds to their grandchildren. You know, another place we've shown it 
to their grandchildren multiple times. They love seeing the birds. Yeah, you got to do yeah. the PR thing. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it grease the wheels a little bit. Yeah. 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 And, it's, and what was awesome about it was a lot of this property that we got um, was stuff that we could access during deer season, which is a... That's... That's high that's commodity really around here. Yeah. yeah. Like that's that's a gold, you know, a gold mine when you yeah. find something that you can hunt during deer season. Yeah. And uh and one of those properties is is two hundred and something acres and the guy has lets no one deer hunt on it and we can honk it. So that was a that was a real fine. Yeah. It helped no, us a lot. No road frontage was safe for the dogs. That's, mm-hmm. it was a really, really good pickup. So yeah, use that Onex app and write some letters. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I guess the worst case scenario, you're out a couple bucks in stamps, yeah. and uh, it was no, and about what an hour or so of your time just yeah. to write the letters. Yeah, it didn't take many time. Hmm. Yeah, man, that's cool. That's yeah. about half the time I spend saying dumb stuff on Facebook. Yeah. So, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, he could have been writing, yeah, writing letters this whole time. I could have been writing letters this whole time, man. Yeah, I mean, and and. It's kind of funny. I'm, I'm almost laughing at myself a little bit here because I'm thinking like, well, that's that's pretty ingenuitive, but in the grand scheme of things, it's really not. I mean, it's just yeah, basic. Know, it's so simple. That's how yeah. the base, basic communication used to work once right. upon a time. Yeah. Right. <laughs> just writing a letter. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's why I thought people would be intrigued because they don't, get, they don't get stuff like that. And... Yeah. Yeah. They're, the only thing they're used to uh, getting uh, <laughs> in the mail and pretty much anymore. It's just solicitations, junk mail and, and mm-hmm. bills. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is the kind of thinking I need it, you know, the team, but this, is, this is why he has time all winter to hawk because he's figured out he's used the same kind of thinking on his, uh, you know, on his career choices too. <laughs> well, I mean, he works, he works the abatement stuff with you. So he's not all, uh, He's not all of sound mind. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, that's true. true. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's a fair point. Well, I mean, so, I mean, t- today's <laughs> today's hunt, you know, there's there was definitely some aberrations, you know, like the whole turkey deal with my with my goofy Harris <laughs> Hawk and, you know, deciding that she wanted to try and tag a turkey twice and couldn't quite get in there quite quick enough to uh, to seal that deal, which, you know, I'm I'm kind of honestly thankful for. It's better than having to... <laughs> take a beat up hawk to the to the vet you know yeah. but uh but as far as just different odds and ends type of stuff i guess we can go ahead and and uh you know launch into i mean we've already kind of had some stories from from you jeff in previous podcasts but uh what are some of your more notable you know kind of cool things that have happened on some of your hunts david that you remember i mean i know you guys you know hunt together a lot and you're probably going to share some similar <laughs> yeah. some similar ones but surely there's some ones that you've probably thought of or can think of that that he's either not thinking of or forgot about uh one that stands out to me that's not very good is last year we were hunting and gozer picked up a bone i don't know what is that a deer bone or something yeah it's like a deer carcass or something and and my red tail that i have right now came down and Slammed her in the head and hooked her talon right into Gozer's eye. And I thought she had put Gozer's eye out. I mean, I was really distraught. And it turned out it was just right next to her eyeball somehow. Yeah, right in the eye. Didn't puncture there. the eyeball. Just went right in there next to Dave it. Dave was just concerned that his, his bird had, 
you know, damage my precious angel of a dog. Yeah. <laughs> that was, she's the, you know, she was like, the most yeah. important part that's of the team. That's why that stands out to him. Yeah. He's like, yeah. oh God. I'm yeah. Dead. I was yeah. really, really Crippled concerned. <laughs> yeah. That you so aptly named after an apocalyptic yeah. uh, demigod. Right, like, warlord yeah, exactly. or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Apocalyptic demigod and Ghostbusters or yeah. whatever. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, um, it was before I had my dog. And so, you know, yeah. guys are just like my... <laughs> Yeah, my niece uh, or something, and yeah, I was really, really concerned. Well, we yeah. had uh, you had an interesting one this year too. We uh, uh, his bird wasn't following. We didn't know what it was doing. We went back to look for it, and it had uh, caught like a little turtle. Oh yeah, it's yeah. yeah, <laughs> like a most yeah. random thing too. No one's caught two little turtles this year. My bird did the same thing. I mean, it's the first yeah. time I've ever caught a, like a small turtle like that. Yeah. So, small box turtle yeah, type thing. You're, you're the turtle, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, his was a box turtle. Mine wasn't. Mine was just some other kind of turtle. Oh. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, it was like an eastern slaughter or something, yeah. like something in the water. Yeah. But it was just in the woods. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, as far as um, just different, like, how many different red tails have you flown now? Yeah, that's a good question. You've been yeah. doing it seven years, and you've probably flown 10. Probably, I don't think it's that many. I don't know, five or six, maybe. Yeah. Probably five or six. Yeah. Five or six, and then the Harris's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, uh, I mean, is the bird that you have now more of your, your standout bird because you achieved a milestone, or do you think that you've flown – better birds and you just achieve the milestone just because of just the sheer number of squirrels you've had this year. I think it's just number of squirrels. Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's nothing special. I mean, she was, she was fine last year and was fine this year up until about a month ago. Mm -hmm. Um, she started slowing down and, uh, see, I don't think there's anything special about her. Yeah. I've had others that I like more. Yeah. Well, what's your what's your cold favorite? Cold hearted, right there, man. Cold, <laughs> cold hearted, right there, man. She ain't, she ain't nothing special. Just yeah, a lot of squirrels. That's right. Well, <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah. I no, mean, I mean, I mean, he's right. I'm well, right. how many times have we had the conversation though that the the truly special birds are such a minority? I right. mean, there's a, such a high percentage that you're just going to get an an okay. Yeah. You know, even even hunting as much as you guys do, mm-hmm. I mean, think of yeah. think of how much you guys hunt, and how many birds have you gotten that you can say were truly exceptional, right? I, I think one since I started hunting with him, and that's all of ours combined. I mean, mm-hmm. we've had a lot of good ones, but Marigold is the, the outstanding one. I yeah, think. yeah, it's probably so. I mean, one yep. he had that he kept for a long time. She was really good. Was that the one that was missing the the toe? Yeah, that you yeah. released uh, like a year or two ago. Yeah, yeah, that's right. We yeah. released her uh, like <clears throat> it was a good bird last mm-hmm. year, like in Dece- early December or something like that. I released her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when the bird I've got right now proved that it was gonna do the job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I mean, aside from the fact that she was just you know spot on most of the time, what other qualities did did she have that? out of that you guys both thought that she had that separated her from some of the other birds that you guys have flown in. I, I don't know if she was just more aggressive. It just seemed like she always got the job done somehow. Yeah. I, I mean, she, she was, was very for, effective looking for squirrels. Yeah. She mm-hmm. was easy to handle. It was easy to handle. Yeah. Good with the dog. Yeah. Good with the dog. There's no. really no, no problem with her until she got older and she got really independent. She was always independent. Yeah. 
but got worse in her last years. Yeah, I, I like. mean, it was just like I mean, you couldn't get her back until she yeah. killed something. I mean, she just got so. Yeah, we know, had to end on a kill. You had, just about had to end on a kill. Mm, yeah, yeah, or you're, you know, she's the bird that made me stop using lures. Like I didn't use a lure with her; she would ignore it. Um, because I I don't use a lure enough to really reinforce it mm-hmm. that well. So like my new lure is just a squirrel. Mm-hmm. Like I just throw a dead squirrel and game call and like that's my lure. So like at the end of the day, if we did not end <laughs> on a kill, like that's what I had to do. Just mm-hmm. like you know, yeah, pull we a never squirrel out and toss it. Yeah, we never go out without a squirrel already yeah. already in the vest. Yeah, know? that was my lure. I had to get one out of the freezer at the beginning of the day and take it with me. Yeah, we so. we have to do that occasionally with with a bunny. We call it Frosty. Yeah, 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 yeah. Frosty the lure. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, <laughs> but uh. Yeah, yeah, she was a good bird, but she, uh, yeah, she definitely expected to kill on. This mm-hmm. bird I've got right now is she's she's getting into that. She's a really uh, she's good getting bird to that level. Too. And yeah. you know, we've had three hunts with her this whole season that she did not kill on, and mm-hmm. that's incredible for yeah. as much as we go. Uh, but that's also I'm be kind of cold like David, not give her much credit. It's really <laughs> because like we we we've had so many squirrels this year too. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like if you don't kill one, then there's kind of something wrong with you. Well, and and I noticed that both of your birds are adult birds. I mean, this is what mm-hmm. your second second or third second season? year for second. both of them. Second year for yeah. both yeah, of them. They were both juvies last year. Well, that makes that makes a big difference too. Yeah. You know, I mean, like having a a seasoned bird that already knows what it's doing, and I mean, well, yeah, I think like with us though, we fly them so much, they seem to peak. I mean, they seem to get where they're going to get pretty quickly their juvie year. Uh, just cause I mean, we, you know, like you talked about earlier, we have the, you know, the ability to hunt every day, which most people don't. So like the volume of game that our birds see in their first year is probably equivalent to what it takes a lot of people the second or third year yeah. to see. And maybe that's why they see their birds peaking mm-hmm. in the second or third year. And our birds kind of like, they, they seem to peak that first year and just kind of plateau mm. and just, just kind of stay there. Yeah, yeah, we feel like the only advantage with the hags is we have them ready to go right at the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? yep. so we don't have to wait and yeah, tra- you don't trap have to, and train yeah. and do yeah. it. As soon as the leaves are starting to come off, we're ready. You don't have that learning curve again. You're just ready to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've I've noticed that <laughs> that that's one thing that I've I've each each passing year I understand why guys if they have a decent bird you just why so many people interview birds because mm-hmm. they don't want to go through the headache of, and it t- makes total sense. I don't know why I didn't think of it before. I mean, it's pretty obvious. I mean, like once you have a decent bird, why people try and keep them for as many years as possible. So they don't have to go through that headache of, you know, teaching a, a new bird. And then like we were talking about before, taking the chance that the next bird that you get may not be as good or even, you know, suitable for falconry period. Right. Yep. Or tolerate the dogs. Yeah. yeah. I mean, have everything that you want. And each yeah. and the the more different aspects that you kind of enter into what you want out of a of a hunting you know falconry bird, the the <laughs> even less of a chance you're going to get one that's that's a suitable candidate for what you want to do. Right. But, yeah. I mean, that's something we go through a lot. I mean, that's, we we're both. You know, we're we're in a situation where we always want to have two good birds, and something can happen to one at any time. So mm-hmm. we've always got three birds. You know, because you've got that like next bird coming up, and you're looking for that replacement bird, 
And uh, so it's always kind of stressful. It's like if you only have two birds at the beginning of the season, because like one of them could, something could happen to one of them at any time. And then we've only got one bird to, yeah. to hunt with. We start feeling the pressure if we yeah. only have two. Yeah. So we're like, yeah. oh, we need to trap another one and get it going, you know, yeah. and just and whatnot. And like these squirrel birds, I mean, as hard as we fly them, like there's an expiration date on them. You know, sure. I don't want a bird. I don't want to have a bird that's, you know, seven years old and, and has you know lost function of three toes and it's just mangled you know <laughs> and like the amount of squirrels we catch like that's going to happen eventually yeah like, you, you guys catch a lot it. of fox squirrels not just grays you know there's a lot of a lot of bigger fox squirrels that you catch too. you know what we don't catch a lot of those we really mm-hmm. don't most of what we see is doesn't take many though no it doesn't <laughs> you're right it only takes one but most of what we catch is grays but uh because we do catch some fox squirrels but just a sheer volume i mean you know, we're always gunning for at least a hundred with each bird. Well, that was the next joke I was going to make. It's like, cause God forbid you guys not get triple digits, you know, with, you know, ahead, you know, in, yeah, in your freezer. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. I mean, God forbid you only get a meager, like, you know, 50 or 75 or right. something. Oh, That's unacceptable. God, don't even yeah. say it. Don't, even, don't, don't, don't even mention that out month. loud. 50 a month is what we're doing. For. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and yeah, but I mean, when you're doing that and, you know, obviously like bites happen, and uh, eventually you're going to get a bite that requires some kind of, you know, downtime or medical attention or like, yeah, or just a loss of a, a toe, you know, mm. so. And yes, for for everyone listening, you know, we, we realize that the safety and the health overall of your birds is the Uh-oh. most important thing. I've, I've messed up now. He's going to get all kinds, of, all kinds of hate over this. No, no, I mean. It is what I mean. That that's that's what you're supposed to do, though. That's yeah. that is that's falconry, though. Is is hunting your bird as much as yeah. possible, and you know, I mean, the the reality is, for as much as you guys hunt, the byproduct is going to be unless you just have a terrible bird that is just not suited for falconry very well. The byproduct of how you how much you guys hunt is going to be a high amount of game in your freezer. And right. I mean, more often than not, I mean, if you guys right. hunt four hours a day, almost every day for you know, four or five, almost six months or however long you guys hunt, mm-hmm. you're going to, you're going to catch a lot of game. Yeah. I mean, usually yeah. if you're not, then that's weird. Like, that's, right. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. something, but there's you're, something you're hunting the wrong game or yeah. you're not hunting right or something. Yeah. 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 Something, yeah. something's, something's not right in the equation yeah. with that. Yeah. But, but you know, yeah. I mean, we, you know, I've never released a bird that, you know, was incapable. You mm. know, I've never had a bird electrocuted. You know, I've never had a bird killed by a golden eagle or a bald eagle. I've never had a bird killed by an owl. I mean, all types of falconry have their risk. Mm. And, you know, if, you know, an injured toe is pretty low, it's better than a dead bird. Sure. So, and yeah. yeah. So, and I've never released one that couldn't, you know, hadn't proven that it could still catch squirrels and you know in the wild and easily handle all the mice and everything no mm-hmm. problem so they don't have to catch squirrels every day in the wild sure most but, of them don't no yeah. most, most of them, of them don't. don't catch rabbits it's, either uh, yeah most of them like you said are mice mice mousers or yeah snakes, snakes in the summer yeah, man snakes, oh my bulls. god we're about to probably start having to quit just because of that i mean like you can't go in the woods without killing a snake <laughs> um but yeah anyway yeah 
Well, going back real quick, just to finish what we were talking about a little bit earlier. Uh, I mean, you talked about, you know, your one bird being so efficient and everything like the birds that you've flown personally though, David, cause I know mm-hmm. that was technically Jeff's bird that he flew. Right. Like out of the ones that you've flown though, what's been the most that's stood out in your mind is, is your favorite as far as your just overall qualities go. Uh, probably Joan Jett. I think Joan Jett. I think she was probably the best. I mean, I had a couple hundred kills with her and she was fine. Both years I had her no mm-hmm. problem. No problem handling her. She didn't really slow down that bad. Yeah. Yeah. She was definitely, I think, probably one of your best ones. Best, I actually yeah. liked your first bird, the male that you flew. Yeah. Yeah. He was good yeah, for a male. Good. He was, yeah, yeah, he was fun. Yeah. He was a fun bird to fly. Yeah. Was there a particular reason why you released, you know, the, the other bird that you like? Just, you just wanted a different bird after yeah. a couple seasons or? Yeah. In general, that's what we usually do is just two years, unless it's something special like Marigold or, or the one he has right now. I think he's going to keep, but, um, yeah, unless they're really exceptional, we just go two years usually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so what's, uh, I mean, you, you brought up a kind of a not so great story. I mean, what's another, I mean, another good story that you have, like, as far as like the end result was, was a happy, was good. A happy story, <laughs> happy, not, a happy ending. The happy one is that her eyeball is still intact. That was a happy ending. That was a happy story. Um, you don't want to go to the dark place, man. Yeah. Um, he's a serious, he's a serious guy, man. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. As far as a specific story, I, I really enjoyed seeing my dog get going this year mm-hmm. and it's been a good year to start a new dog. I mean, he's probably seen between a thousand and fifteen hundred squirrels this year. Yeah, I mean, definitely. <laughs> yeah, we catch three hundred and fifty. He may have seen fifteen hundred. Oh yeah, squirrels. I mean, he's probably seen yeah, yeah, between fifteen hundred and two thousand. Yeah, yeah. So it's been really good to watch him. Uh, we had a lot of trouble with him at first because he would just run off so yeah. far. You know, just didn't know range. what he was. Yeah, didn't know yeah. what he's doing. Mm-hmm. And uh, Hannah Dahl recommended an e collar, and so I got that, and we could keep him a little bit closer, and that. That helped because he figured out what was going on. Hi, Hannah. Hey, Hannah. Hey, Hannah up, thank Hannah? you. Yep. Um, and so just seeing him figure it out and, and start barking when he's treed and, and uh, chasing squirrels with Gozer. I mean, that's I love seeing that. When a squirrel hits the ground, Gozer's so fast, and, and she'll turn it, and Boone will grab it sometimes, and I, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> David loves the dogs. He's yeah. really a dog. He, I mean, he could just be a, a houndsman or something. Yeah. Totally happy with that. I like watching the dogs. But there's a lot of falconers that are like that. Yeah. We yeah. know a lot of them. Yeah. yeah. We do. <laughs> We're yeah. friends with a lot of them. Yeah. That would, you know, in a heartbeat, choose dogs over birds yeah, if, they, yeah. if, they, if they had to make a choice. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be mad about it myself, really. I mean, it's a lot of fun to watch the dogs work. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, and I'm relieved his his dogs come along really well. So that should yeah, turn into a really good little dog. Yeah, so. it's a good. They're pretty complimentary in their strengths, and so it's just yeah, they're a good team. Now. Yeah, he's a good squirrel dog. Gozer goes in holes and brush piles looking for rabbits, and uh, Boone is starting to really like use his nose and actually tree squirrels and yeah. stuff. So yeah, they're a good little team, and they don't yeah. fight, so that's good. Yeah, because <laughs> my dog's kind of kind of a you know. She's kind of mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they get along really well. Yeah. About yeah. how old did you start getting? I mean, did you get your dog out pretty much from the get go? Yeah, the we took him out last year a little bit, a few times. Yeah, he was like four or five months old. Yeah, he him out. Yeah, he was he was pretty timid and tentative. He would 
yeah. barely even go in the woods with us really he was just scared mm. to be in the woods yeah. and mm. i mean we'd, we'd encourage him to come on into the woods and but he didn't he didn't want to do much mm-hmm. but i took him you know i worked with him in the off season i would tie a squirrel to some paracord throw it over a branch in the tree and mm-hmm. run it up and down the tree and game call so he would learn to look up and mm-hmm. um man we started this year and he was he was gung ho. Oh, he wasn't scared to be in the woods <laughs> no, anymore. No. That's for sure. No, but we he couldn't wanted to be anywhere around him. us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we couldn't even we yeah. couldn't even rein him in. Yeah. So you felt like he retained a lot from the off season into. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he I was mean, a totally different dog. Yeah, because we could game call and he would, you know, he'd look up and yeah, it was it was good. Hmm. Cool. Yeah, no, I it's it's always interesting hearing was like some people don't usually some some people don't start their dogs until a little later. Some people start them right off the bat. It seems like most often the people that I've talked to with different, you know, theories and different like methods or whatever, they still get to the same point eventually. Right. It's just a matter of how they decide to do it. Yep. But it's kind of weird. Sometimes dog people can have just as many varying theories and opinions as falconers. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Probably more. Yeah. Yeah. But like all the roads still lead to the same. Yeah. And anybody Same else place. is not doing it their way is doing it wrong right. kind of thing. Yeah. Right. <laughs> we we yep. just figured if we have him out in the woods every day, he's gonna he's gonna learn. He's yeah. gonna figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. And he yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's really as simple as how we do the birds too. I mean, I don't think either one of us are, are are great bird trainers or, you know, have any great like insight into it. It's just, you know, we just go do the same we just go do it every day and the chips fall into place. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, I, these birds, they baffle me all the time. You know, I don't know where to tell myself to raise and lower my bird's weight or tell David to raise his bird's weight or lower. I don't know, man. They're just wild animals. And sometimes, <laughs> and sometimes I just think, man, we just fly them hard every day. And sometimes I just think they're just sick of it, you know? Well, <laughs> it's, it's like, it's yeah. just like not behaving today because like. You know, yeah. been, we've been flying it for 20 days straight, and it's just, like, <laughs> sick that's, of our stuff, you know? That, that, this it cracks me up, because whenever we were talking on the phone the other night, that was the first thing I said. I was just like, dude, you caught, like, 200, almost 200 squirrels. Like, she's probably just tired of it now. Yeah. She's probably just ready for a break, you right. know? Right, <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, I man. think we're seeing that with mine right now. Yeah, and yeah. spring, the spring... Coming spring on, fever. you know, we're seeing that change. That's the a hormones, very, man. Dude, it's a very real thing, you know, and mm. I don't know what all starts going on with them and affecting it but it's definitely a very real thing because we go through it every year well yeah i mean you guys have mature birds now and they're thinking about you know breeding and right and you know that other stuff man those hormones and it's like changes their metabolism it just changes their drive changes their attention span like you know it just yeah everything man it's just like a lot of stuff is changing there and i don't know what all it is but you know I don't like it. <laughs> it's time to quit. You yeah. know, it's time to just, cause you keep cutting weight to the point that when you get them to a weight where you can tell it's just, you know, performance starts, performance yeah. starts to wane. Yeah. And you're like, now it's like to a point that I'm just having to cut them so low to try to keep them motivated. And it's, it's just counterproductive. Not good for the bird. Yeah. 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 That's what yeah. I'm getting now. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Just counterproductive. Don't at some point. Lower. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it gets to that point where you're just like, okay, well, yeah, this is just, it's going to get counterintuitive yeah. real quick. Yeah, 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 and then they just start killing snakes. Yeah, <laughs> because it's like in turtles or mice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm like whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's 
It, yeah, it, you're just basically shooting yourself in the foot after yeah. a while, for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, is there any other thing that you guys can think of that's that's notable? We run into this every time we have this conversation. I know. And you always you're like, oh, I've got something or whatever, and then you get you on here and you and you drop the ball hardcore, man. You just blank. <laughs> I, I can't remember what all I told you, man. Uh, <laughs> God, I remember. Uh, I remember. I can't remember if you were at that meet. Were you at the meet where that bird watcher showed up, Jonathan? Me at the bird watcher. I don't think you up. were. It was one of my er- it was one of my earlier squirrel meets. And Probably this guy, not. This guy had contacted me and uh. So I only been to the one squirrel meet that okay. you had. Yeah. And I was going to come last year, but then you know, yeah, everything. We all so, know what's yeah. happened the last right. two years. We're not yep. even going to say the right. the, the evil c word. word. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, go ahead. But uh, yeah, this guy had contacted me and he was like, oh, you know, like uh. I'd really like come out and see some falconry, and I saw you were having this meet. It was one that was advertised in the paper, actually. Okay. That's how he, he he found me. And uh, he was a bird watcher, and I'm like, yeah, that's great. Like, come on out. Well, that year was a big year. We had a lot of people at that meet um, from all over the country, and this guy shows up, and we had all these people, and everybody brought their dogs and this guy shows up in like uh his like his binoculars and he's like very put together, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like a it looks like something you would see maybe like in the you know, in the UK. Like if you were at a field meet, it's very like a formal kind of feel to him, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like he might go to church afterwards or something. <laughs> yeah, I got you. And uh anyway, he's uh shows up and I'm like, Yeah, like sure just follow us over here or whatever. Well, it's a big crowd and man, like, you know, it's everybody's just like curse words this is like it, you know with the most off-color language and people telling <laughs> terrible stories and we get out there and like everybody wants to run their dog like happens at the meet you know so we put this red tail up and there's like eight dogs of like all sizes and breeds and they're just like going crazy and we're all in there just beating trees with sticks and you know it's just chaotic man it's like caveman and this guy no he had no clue it was going to get that red. You know, <laughs> I mean, you could tell he was like shocked by it, but he was also, I think he was kind of, uh, enjoying the spectacle a little bit, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, I don't think he was able to use his binoculars all day. So I think he was a little disappointed <laughs> with that. Yeah, he hung with us all day though, man. He hung, he hung out all day, but, uh, I don't, I think he was expecting to come out and see some, you know, majestic, you know, right. Falcon flying, Right, high into the clouds and yeah, sweeping a lure or something, you know, or mm. something like that. But he didn't, yeah, yeah, didn't, didn't, uh, didn't quite register the whole hunting part of, the yeah, in like, the dirt hawking part. I think when people think of falconry in general, they think of like falcons, right, and like yeah. what they've seen portrayed like that, you know, like that classic, you know, falcon in a wide open space kind of thing. They don't think about like. People chasing squirrels with sticks, you know, and uh, <laughs> or rabbits, yeah, with, digging and, them out, yeah, of the, digging them out of holes hole. and like whatever, you just know, walking and, aimlessly for miles, just yeah. hitting hitting briars with sticks and right. <laughs> mm-hmm. like yeah. packs of dogs, you know. <laughs> so yeah, that was kind of funny. I've had a lot of funny uh, tag alongs. Um, I don't remember if I told you, but about the, I'm pretty sure I didn't tell you this. On at least you didn't air it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh 
<laughs> I had this guy contact me, man. He was, uh, oh, he's like, told me his wife was really interested in falconry. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like, this is where we're going. Like, meet us here. It's Dairy Queen, whatever. And uh, so I pull in Dairy Queen, and this Land Rover pulls in next to me. And this guy gets out with these two young women. And it's cold out. We'd had some ice and some snow. But you know how it is. It's like this stuff was melting off. And if you're moving around, you're going to get warm real quick. Mm. Well, these guys show up and they are in like full ski gear. I mean, like straight out of like Breckenridge. Like, I mean, like they're going like, skiing. Just like, they from got, Aspen. Like, they got the <laughs> goggles probably. I didn't see them, but they probably had them ready just in case. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, like mittens, like big mitts on their hands. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I was like, well, who's this guy's wife? Well, it turns out one of the young ladies was his wife uh-huh. and she's about the same age as his daughter uh-huh and uh this this lady was uh she i was like she's just a person that's interested in falconry this is kind of odd you know mm. this is just something's kind of weird about this mm. well anyway we go hawking and uh we're doing our thing and they are like struggling they're i mean they're sweating they're dying they're in their ski clothes you know like walking through briars and ski clothes you're out you there know. in a t-shirt oh yeah yeah, like, yeah exactly <laughs> and uh anyway it's all going fine whatever and we get back to the trucks at the end and she is uh she's patting her pockets and she's like oh she's like why are my pants wet and she like sticks her hand in her pocket and she's like where did my crystal go and we're like, what? And she's like, oh, I found a crystal down in the creek. I'm like, I'm like, what are you, like, what are you talking about? I found a crystal. <laughs> and then, like, I see the, the guy's daughter. I see her eyes, like, roll out of her head almost. <laughs> like, you can tell she's not happy about the situation. And then we all figured it out. She picked up a piece of ice, <laughs> like a big piece of ice out of the creek uh, and thought it was a crystal. And put it in her ski pants pocket. <laughs> Sneakily course, put it in there and didn't tell anyone. Yeah, it didn't tell yeah. anybody. Like, if you find a crystal like that, like, let me know. Like, I want, I mean, I want to get one. You know, diamonds, yeah. gold, any yeah. any other precious jewels that you found. Sneaking crystals Just off the property, walking around man. in the in the woods. Like, yeah. like, what else did you find? You know, what other precious minerals and resources can you? Yeah. I, I, finder's fee. Yeah, this 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 year. Uh, that's your fee for me taking you hawking today. Hand it over. Yeah. But no. yeah, she she so anyway, I've seen it yeah, melted in her pants. She, you know, was wondering where her crystal went. Uh-huh. And man, I could I could hear that daughter's heartbreak, man. <laughs> it's just like she's like, This is my new mom. <laughs> and you know, and the husband's laughing. He thinks it's great, you oh, know. He man. It's hilarious. Well wow. it's like, man, wow. And she never expressed any interest in falconry. I had no idea so why last, they last you heard of them? Last I heard yeah. of them. I have no idea why they why they came out. Like yeah, so we we uh <laughs> we we meet all types of people in all facets of life. We do, yeah. we do. They're nice people. They're great. Yeah. I'm not going to mention their names. Well, no, don't uh, yeah. do that. Don't, don't do that. It was Tom. No, yeah, yeah. Don't don't do that. Yeah, I've got their address in here. If you want? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. yeah I mean, really nice. Yeah. Well, I mean, it is nice. <laughs> it is no. what it is. We all have similar. Uh, well, I don't yeah. know about that similar. Right. Similar you know, to that. Like, honest but. mistake, man. <laughs> Crystal, ice, yeah. whatever. You yeah, know? It's easily, who, who, hasn't she, yeah, who, who hasn't done that? Yeah. She had mittens on. She couldn't tell when she picked yeah. it up. Right. You know? Right. She yeah. couldn't feel the could cold. Could have been a crystal. Right. Yeah. Crystals can be really cold. Yeah. Could be. It was winter. And wet. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, wow. Okay. Well, on that note, I think that's... Uh, 
I, you know, I, I, we've already mentioned a few, I think, good, I don't know, jewels of information, you know. Crystals, the, you might say. Yeah, crystals, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. Anyway, uh, yeah, we, we've already had some some good points, I think, in this episode, mainly being you, you the whole, you get out of it what you put into it type yeah, of thing. Definitely. If you go hunting every day, you're going you're gonna to get probably pretty good results yeah. out of your bird. What other thing? I mean, something I've been doing recently is asking people that I that I have on is what uh, pearls of wisdom, what um, you know, type of information or sentiments or anything that can be passed on to other generations or, or current, even current generations or aspiring falconers that might want to get into it. I mean, what what um, what advice or any other kind of thing that you think is important should be passed on? I don't know, David. You wanna no, you wanna pass on any uh, important information to the next generation? You both can both can <laughs> offer up one. Uh, I mean, I just say like having a you know a plan that's you're able to execute. You know, going into it like having the game available, picking the right bird, not being too quick to try to just do something different or rewrite the book. You know, like good steady game base and land access man yeah you know i mean that's that's probably about the i mean i know it's really basic sound and it's kind of like what everybody should know but i mean it works <laughs> that's what works i see a lot of people not do it well yeah you know? i mean there's there's yeah i mean it it's amazing how many times the wheel tries to get i guess reinvented yeah And it all comes back to kind of the same Mm -hmm. core things. And that's fine to try at some point down the road if you want to. It's fine. (laughs) But like, don't start off trying to do it. You know, do a recipe that you know works. Uh, Find a sponsor that's doing the same type of thing you want to do. You know, just, just, yeah, I mean, it seems basic, but like I said, a lot of people seem not to do that. So, yeah. Well, David? I would just say keep going through any difficulties you have because I, I lost my first bird on our first hunt. Mm-hmm. First red tail ever trapped and trained. We took her out first day, didn't have telemetry on her, lost her. Mm. And, um, but yeah, I just, you know, yeah, it's super easy to get discouraged. Yeah. And yeah stuff like that. Yeah. And I was discouraged, but we just, we just kept at it and, yeah. you know, it's, it's going to happen to everybody. It some, is. You're going to get discouraged yep. in some way. You're going to start all over at some point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you can't let that stop you, and you just got to keep keep going. And write yeah. letters. And write right. a bunch of letters. <laughs> letters. Hand, hand address some yeah. envelopes. Yeah. 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 Write letters and look for crystals everywhere you That's go. That's right, man. That's <laughs> yeah. right. Well, it's been fun, fellas. I think this is a, a good time to go ahead and probably call it. You know, we're almost right at an hour here. But I appreciate you guys having me down. And even though it was almost eventful, for me today. I'm happy that you guys uh, met your milestone and I'm happy with, like I said, this, we got a a huge number of slips, you know, for, for my bird today. I'm appreciative of that. I'm cool with ending it on, on this note Uh, anyway, for, for me personally, I've, I have uh, been to my wits end and back with, with this bird (laughs) this season. And I'll just consider what uh, small amounts of success I've achieved with her to be, um, I just be 
I guess, content with that. So I yeah. appreciate you guys having me down and um, at least trying to, to, to help me in my, my yeah, season yeah, on man. a good note. Any, anytime, anytime. We're all, anybody yeah. wants to come down and hunt and actually fly their bird and get put on squirrels. Like, we're always open to it. Yeah. So yeah. we got, show we got more than enough. Yeah, just show Yo, up. We're right? going every day. Just show yeah. up. <laughs> awesome, man. Well, like I said, thanks, guys. And uh, yeah, like I said, I guess we'll, uh, I don't know, nothing else. Hang out again next season. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a plan. I will be doing the squirrel meet again next year. So nice. Yeah. You're nice. pre-invited. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, I appreciate it. And uh yeah, if you guys don't have anything else to add, we'll just go ahead and call it. So, All right. Yeah. Good. Thank you. All right. Thanks, guys. <laughs>